Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at ViennaAG.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. Well, today's sermon is titled Christ and the Church, and the subtitle is Rocky Road. Now, I know I have a few friends that are into ice cream, and sometimes Rocky Road is that flavor that you want, Um, but I'm just going to say that's not what this sermon's about, but it sounded great for a title, so that's what I went with. So, but we are going to talk about the church. Uh, We spent August and September studying the book of Revelation, which begins with a vision of the resurrected Lord. And then it flows right into his messages to who? To the seven churches in Asia. The book ends with the new Jerusalem coming down from God, adorned as a bride, and it also has described the bride as the church. So church, church is an interesting word. It comes from the Greek word ekklesia, and please don't hold it against me if I mispronounce that, but ekklesia, which can also be translated assembly. But the current day usage of the word church has a lot more attached to it than just a group of people getting together. So, if you have a piece of paper or something, I just want, I, I'd like you to actually think a minute about this. What are some ideas or descriptors that come to mind for you when you hear the word church? So if you are able to, a piece of paper, a tablet, or whatever, I'd like you to write down what comes to mind. Take a minute and answer this question. What are some ideas or descriptors for you that come to mind when you hear the word church? I'm going to pause just a moment because I'm not wanting to put any words in your mouth. I'm wanting you to have your words. All right, so what do you think of when you think of church? Well, some might say boring. Um, Some might say irrelevant. Some might say my favorite. Some might describe a lovely chapel or an awe-inspiring edifice. Some might think of music or friendship or prayer meetings 
or dinners. <laughs> A lot of different elements come into our expression and sense about church. So we're going to spend some time learning what the church is according to Jesus and the apostles. Today, we will see that the church is literally built on the revelation of Jesus Christ. In the next few weeks, we're going to look at some metaphors used in Scripture to help deepen our understanding of the church, a body, a building, a bride. But we live in an interesting moment historically in terms of church. Uh, people are trying to figure out right now at this, this stage of the pandemic, but not just the pandemic. Some of this was going on pre-pandemic. Just trying to figure out what exactly is church for them. Is it an organization? Is it an event? Do I actually need to go to church anymore? Is church worth the effort? Is it worthy of my support in presence and in resources? Or on the other end of the spectrum, can I belong to lots of churches and just tuning in to a variety of services each week? So I want to say this congregation has been blessed, in my view, to stay connected throughout the duration of the pandemic, but that has not been everyone's experience. Several issues and forces have come to bear on church life this past two years, and we are wise to pay attention. So what are some of those forces? What are some of those things that have been at work? Well, the reckoning that we continue to face in our nation for racial justice has severely impacted churches. Some pastors were dismissed or fired when they spoke up in support of racial justice. Difficult times, friends. Another reality, the political divide has created difficulties for churches. I told you guys back in 2020, about this time a year ago, that I knew that not all of us were going to vote the same way. And that our task as followers of Jesus is to learn how to love each other in the midst of that fact. I affirm you. I affirm this congregation for growing in spiritual maturity and emotional health to do just that. This was an experience for churches all across America, sitting in the pew next to somebody whose political ideologies were completely different. And it is a challenge. Churches are also reckoning with issues of abuse, covering a wide gamut of wrongdoing. And this has caused many people to simply determine 
to stay away from church. And then the pandemic itself and our responses to it and the sense of safety or not so much safety, all of this has been really difficult to navigate for churches. Now, you probably have family or friends that are dealing with one or more of these challenges. And I just want to say I treasure, I treasure the spirit of love and of cooperation that we enjoy in our congregation. And I grieve for those who are feeling a bit lost and isolated and in need of a loving church family. I subtitled today's message, Rocky Road, not really about a favorite ice cream. So some of the reason is going to show up here in our scripture text. Jesus is building his church upon the rock. That rock is the revelation of Jesus. So that's where the rocky part comes from. The road part is coming to understand how that revelation has been received and carried forward by the apostles in the early church and grounding our identity as a church in that foundation. So the more I learn about church history, the stronger my desire is to gain wisdom from those that have gone before us and to anchor my faith in the rock Christ Jesus. So here's a couple of definitions about the church. The Lexham Bible Dictionary defines the church thusly. Followers of Christ who derived their identity and mission from Jesus and understood themselves to be the true eschatological community of God. So identity answering the question, who am I? And mission, answering the question, what am I meant to do? <laughs> the church transformed, we are transformed as the church when we choose to follow Christ in our identity and in our mission. And we derive them from Jesus. And we talked about this word eschatology in our study of Revelation, which it means the end times. Since Jesus launched us into these last days, we, the church, are to be those who I, whose identity and purpose are aligned with Christ, and we form the community of God. So that leads me to this next definition from Roger Olson. He says the church is a divinely instituted community where Christ is present by the Holy Spirit and is essentially one holy, Catholic, and apostolic. That last phrase there, those four descriptors come from the Nicene Creed. So I'm going to just review those words really quick. One speaks to unity. The church is called into unity. Holy speaks to being 
set apart. We are not the same as the world. We have been called out. Catholic speaks to being universal. The church all around the world, even with our missions family that I talked about in all the different places, we are connected to them. That, that word is not the same as Roman Catholic. It's, it's the small c Catholic meaning universal. And then apostolic speaks to the founding of the church in Acts and that this community is connected through the centuries from the early church down to the present. In the New Testament, the church can refer to, the word church can refer to a particular assembly. We see that in Acts 11, 26, Acts 20, 28, where it's talking about a specific church. And it also can refer to the universal church, all believers across the world. And sometimes all believers throughout all time. I believe this last description is the way in which Jesus was using the word in Matthew 16. That's where we're about to go if you want to turn there in your own scripture copy. Matthew chapter 16. He is the one building his church and he is building it on the rock of revelation, the revelation of Christ. So I'm going to start at Verse 13 of Matthew 16. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, Some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. This is the word of the Lord. Father, I pray that we hear what you're saying to us today about your church and that we receive it and that we receive the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. So Jesus was on the road with his disciples, and they were stopped in this region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked the disciples, what was the word on the street regarding him? And it, it almost sounds like a mix of market research and social media analytics, or maybe just an informal poll. Like, hey, what, what are you hearing out there? And the answers that he got back were all over the place. John the Baptist, a recent a person that had just recently died, or Elijah, somebody from way back, or Jeremiah, or one of the other prophets. There was not a strong consensus coming from the word on the street, so to speak. 
But then Jesus brought a shift and asked them, but who do you say I am? Sometimes the most powerful revelation comes to us when we are asked the right question. In this moment, Jesus is making it clear that it doesn't really matter what everyone else is saying. You must be able to have your own answer to this question. Who do you say Jesus is? Simon Peter answered, you're the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responds that this is a revelation directly from his Father in heaven. He says, you did not learn this from any human being. This was not part of the word on the street. This was not a social media post. This was not from somebody else. This was directly from God. Thank God for the revelation of Jesus that sets us free from what others are saying about him and allows us to know way down deep in our knower that we know Jesus is God's son. He is the Savior. He is the Messiah. He is the Christ, the Deliverer, the Lord, the Master, and he is our soon coming King. I know it, and I hope you know it too. Amen. Jesus then went on to give Simon the name Peter, which means rock, and then to say, upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now through the centuries, some have believed that this statement meant that the church was being built on Simon Peter. A better understanding is that Jesus is building the church on the revelation of himself. Paul confirms this in Ephesians chapter 1. We read in verse 9, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. He's going to make everything work out. The powers of hell will not be able to conquer what God is at work doing. Jesus is going to bring everything together in heaven and on earth. And we know that this is true because God has revealed it. The revelation of Jesus Christ has come to us. God is the revealer. The mystery is Christ. He is Jesus, God's son, and he is building his church and making everything work out according to his plan. We can trust in our solid rock, Christ Jesus. 
So I want to ask you today, who do you say Jesus is? I am praying that everyone listening to this has the revelation of Jesus given to you not from human beings, but from God. <laughs> I mean, just think, just that statement right there. I'm going off script a minute, but I'm a human being. <laughs> and I'm telling you, Jesus is God's son. And I think I could say it in every different color and every different tone of voice and every different volume level, Jesus is the Son of God. But if God himself doesn't make that revelation real for you, I, my human being words don't do it, okay? That's the issue here, that Jesus said, no human being revealed this to you. God the Father revealed this to you, and that's what I'm praying for for all of us. I, want, I pray for you to be blessed with this assurance and to know that as a part of Christ's church, you are built on a solid foundation, and all the powers of hell, all those issues I just listed that are happening that are difficult for churches to get through. All the things that you are facing at work and the challenges and the, the, the personalities that may be coming against you, the financial world issues that are a challenge for us, nothing that the powers of hell would try to do will be able to conquer the church that Jesus is building. Amen. Jesus is the cornerstone and the rock. But what about the rocky road? What about this reality of the church being built through the centuries? Have there been different interpretations and opinions about the revelation of Jesus? Yes. Have there been divisions in the church, even though we are called to be one in Christ? Yes. Why are there so many denominations? All I'm saying today is it's complicated. I'm not going to try to answer that one. And do these disagreements and divisions and denominations make some people conclude that they just don't need church? Yeah. Well, what is the solution? First, I take heart that Jesus signed up to build his church. <laughs> he said, I will build my church. So guess what? That job is filled and we can just trust him in that. And I do trust him in that. Second, if 
the revelation of Jesus is the rock that he is building on, then it seems most vital that we make space and opportunity for Jesus to be revealed to us and through us. This is why we have engaged in courses such as Emotionally Healthy Spirituality to help us develop practices that help us abide in Jesus. We affirmed it even in our worship time. How are we going to receive revelation? Abide in Jesus. This is why we have submitted to learning from other voices, such as when we took the How to Fight Racism course taught by Jamar Tisby. Jamar is not Assemblies of God, <laughs> but he helped us to see important facets of life in Christ from a different angle than just our own. We have to listen and learn from others in God's kingdom to allow space for the revelation of God to come to us. This is why we are going to offer Seminary Now courses to help us all gain more understanding of the Bible and church history so that the disagreements and the divisions and the conversations that may come up around your family table are a bit less confusing. And maybe you have a little more grounding on the rock and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Who do you say Jesus is? That is the bedrock of the church, the revelation of Jesus Christ. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And if we feel ourselves not steady, <laughs> as regards the church. Thinking back to what you wrote down at the beginning of this message, what comes to mind when you think of church? If any of that included some confusion, some pain, some disconnection, even the sense of it being boring or irrelevant, I want to draw us back to the bedrock. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And if we will hold on to that and remember that, then as we carry on considering about who we are as the church, we will have the foundation that we need to go forward. Who do you say Jesus is? Let's pray. Father, we depend on you to reveal to us Jesus Christ. And we make space and opportunity for that. 
I want to invite each of you, while your head is bowed, to just answer verbally the question, who do you say Jesus is? You can whisper it, you can do it within your own you know, mind, but I want you to verbally answer it. Who do you say Jesus is? pray, Father, that you would continue to help us to receive revelation of Jesus Christ and that we would be living stones that you can use in building your church. I pray for those that are suffering difficulty with church, maybe feeling alone, disjointed, Uh, even hurt by their church experience. God, please help us through this tough season. Help us get back to you. I pray for this congregation that Jesus would be revealed through them so that when they have family members, friends at work, people in the neighborhood, that are struggling with church, that they will see Jesus in this church. Reveal Jesus, O Father, I pray. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcast and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life. And we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.